Good evening and welcome back to the Starts MMA Podcast. It is episode five, Big Z. Episode five. I'm Zach. And I'm Big Z. Real quick, I thought you were about to do a Bruce Buffer intro there. You started off, you were like, welcome back. And I was like, oh, all right. Oh, shit. Yeah. No, it's okay. I was getting excited. Maybe next time. <laughs> maybe hey, next time. Maybe, maybe for right. maybe for a good card. We'll do it. Yeah. It, maybe for a good card. Yeah. When the UFC puts in some effort, we'll put in some effort. How about that? Yeah. Two can play at that game. Yes. Yeah. Here we go. Uh, so, okay. We had some fights again this weekend, February 3rd, 2024. The year of the year of the eye poke, the night of the eye poke, the night of bullshit. Uh, what did I have here? I call I had I had this listed as party foul in my note. Um it it was an evening filled with eye pokes. Yeah, it was uh it was a night of MMA. Uh, I feel like we've probably said that the last like three <laughs> recaps we've done, but it was it was a card that we watched. Um yeah, like you said, there was like at least two hundred and thirty eye pokes slash uh uh low blows. You had like eighty seven uh, kicks their knees to the head of a grounded opponent, you know, all, all the great stuff. Um, obviously is a little bit exaggerated, but that's what it felt like. Cause this card was sloppy. Yeah. Sloppy. And there are some bright spots, but it's sloppy. It's very sloppy. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if we should get this out of the way now, this card, but I don't know if next week's cards any better. <laughs> <laughs> this is coming from fight fans, people. We're we're realists here. We really care. Yeah, we're we're kind of winging it this episode because there's not a whole lot to talk about. So we're I think we're kind of talking it through uh, in real time. Let's just get these uh, headlines out of the way real quick, and then we can go to the recap. Okay. With, here's Z with the news. <laughs> Cue, uh, you know, breaking news, uh, whatever music. Uh, so we had some uh, some weirdness going down with uh, Dustin Poirier this week. I don't remember exactly what day it was, um, but he just like randomly tweeted. Oh, you know what? I'm sorry. It was Thursday. He tweeted in the afternoon um, like, oh, fight's off, but I'm still working. And everybody was like, what the fuck? And so everybody's like, oh, did BSD pull out? Did BSD pull out? And everybody on BSD's side was like, no, no. Uh, we haven't heard anything about this. Like we're, we're fighting, we're fighting. And then it, you know, came out, uh, I think Poirier gave a quote, something along the lines of like, yeah, we like the contract was never signed for this fight and we could not come to terms. So the fight is off. And this is essentially Poirier just, um, really just negotiating for more money. He, he, he wasn't liking what he was getting paid for this fight. So he wanted more money. So that's essentially what it was. Um, but it's just, you know, another case of the UFC uh, announcing a fight before it's actually signed, um, which they, they like to do a lot. We did get a resolution to this a few hours later. Uh, it sounds like Dustin got the money he wanted because he was like, oh, sorry, just a uh, misunderstanding because the fight's back on. But, yeah, just a, a really weird afternoon that was trying to figure out what was going on with uh, Poirier and BSD. Didn't it feel like a February Fool's joke? Like, I... I don't, he, I don't know what it felt like. He, dude. He's. I, I want to preface this by saying that Dustin Poirier is probably one of the best lightweights to ever fucking do it. And he deserves to get the bread 100,000%. Yeah. We have a problem with UFC doing something right now. The UFC is blatantly booking fights that have not been agreed to by all parties contracts have not been signed and daddy dana is trying to pressure fight fighters into taking fights and yeah you're gonna see more of this and we have another one of them to talk about too definitely a weird way to spend the afternoon reading poirier's tweet that the fight was off and then a couple hours later he's like oh, i didn't talk to my manager for a few days but we're good now yeah that that part was weird he's like oh yeah i couldn't reach my manager you for couldn't a few reach days. your like, manager my, my guy what but, uh, like, I'm really fucking happy that the fight is back on. It will still be five rounds, co-headlining 299. Yes. It is the fight we want. It's a it's great matchmaking. And thankfully, ho or hopefully, no more hurdles to go over for this one. It looks like Poirier is going to get his paycheck, and deservedly so. Yeah. 
Um, one more quick thing to add on to that. Um, there was a, uh, a, a clip that was kind of going around after Poirier announced this. Um, just it, it, BSC's coach did like an interview and it was essentially saying like, none of us knew about this when the fight got announced. Like Dana announced this and like Benoit was like asleep and he woke up to his wife going like, oh yeah, you're, <laughs> you're fighting Justin Poirier. And he's like, oh, cool. Uh, so it's like this, like Zach said, this happens a lot. Like this has been happening for a lot longer than like we even realize. Like since before you and I have been watching. Like this is this has been happening for a very very long time. Um, but I'm glad the fighters are starting to not just kind of bend to Dana's will, and they're more willing to say no. This no, there actually isn't a contract signed for this fight, so I, I will not be fighting. But. Like Zach said, uh, there's another one of those we have to talk about. Uh, it appears that Vicente Luque versus Sean Brady is off of the UFC Atlantic City card, uh, essentially for the same reason that Dana announced this fight was happening, and it actually wasn't. There was no contract signed. Uh, the this, uh, the two sides hadn't come to terms, um, so that fight is no longer happening. So we're starting to see some of the consequences of of the UFC trying to pressure fighters into um, into taking these fights when uh, when the contract isn't signed. So hopefully we'll start to see more and more fighters start to pe- start to speak out against it and maybe the UFC will stop, but I I highly doubt that. Vicente Luque versus Sean Brady was a fucking main event by the way. Yeah. It was a main event, a scheduled main event. And fighters aren't on the same page. Contracts not signed. Yeah. They got to stop doing this. Yeah, and it, that fight would have made that Atlantic City card like really good. Like with, they've still got um, Aaron Blanchfield versus um, Manon Fierro. But like if they had that one-two punch of Blanchfield and then this Luke a and Sean Brady fight, like that would have been great for uh, the Atlantic City crowd. But it'd that, be yeah, it would be wonderful if they would communicate with the fighters and their teams. You know, we want the best fights. We want the best matches made. And, but if you're going to book fights without, without you know, discussing any contract terms or not letting teams know as a pressure point, then it doesn't sell. It, it doesn't work like that. It's not working for the UFC right now. It's a, it's a frustrating take to watch them book fights that are falling apart because of contracts not being signed. You know, we, we have... Uh, Paulo Costa versus uh, Robert Whitaker coming up. And if I remember remember correctly, that fight was not signed either. I mean, probably not. But I mean, I mean, you know, the way I've been talking about that fight is like, if it happens, great. But I don't I, I don't believe that that fight is happening until both men are in the octagon and ready to fight. Yeah, because it's, it's one of one, those. One, because it's Paulo Costa. Like, we don't know with him. He's, he's a bit of a, uh, a loose cannon sometimes. But also it's like, the UFC can just announce whatever fight they want without, if, you know, any kind of basis of it being even, you know, signed or ready to go. Like both guys are actually down for the fight. They can they can just seemingly do whatever they want, and it's frustrating. Yeah, imagine like getting brutally injured in your previous fight, and or you're you're hurt in training camp. You know, you're hurt in the gym, and the UFC books you for a fight that you have no knowledge of. It's just, well, I, I don't know. That's it. basically what happened with Sean Brady is like he, he's coming off of an injury and he just wasn't ready for that date. But the UFC was like, oh, no, you're fighting that day. Like, like you'll, you'll be ready. You'll make sure that you're ready. And Sean was like, no, I, like, I can't fucking make it. It's the fight game. It just feels so unprofessional. And I hate the I hate the these things happen in MMA type of takes. And here we are again. Yeah. Um, Super frustrating. It is frustrating. I guess, I guess that's the biggest word for it. We do have some actual fights to recap this week. Uh, UFC Vegas Apex card number 85. Real quick before we get to that, Zach, um, I'll make this very quick because this is an MMA show, but a little bit of news that we should uh, relay to you guys on, uh, what was this, on Monday or something? Oh, no, sorry, today's Monday. Uh, this was probably Saturday or something like that. I don't remember. Uh, it was announced that Tyson Fury versus Oleksandr Usyk uh, for the Undisputed Heavyweight Championship in boxing was going to be postponed. Uh, they were going to uh, fight on February 17th in Saudi Arabia, so that was coming up. 
Uh, but apparently, uh, Fury suffered a pretty bad cut over his eye during sparring. Um, so they uh, postponed that fight to May 18th. So we'll have to wait a few more months for that fight. But um, yeah, that's all we got for that one. Yeah, that that was the that was the boxing news. Just just to keep the people informed. All right, we'll start here. The this another Apex main event middleweight fight. Uh, it was we were pretty excited about it going in. Not not quite sure how to feel after this fight. Uh, Roman Delize, Nazardine Imovov go the five rounds, and Imovov takes home the decision win. Yeah, so this was my prediction as to what was going to happen, but I did not see it playing out the way that it did because this fight was weird as shit. Um, like Zach said, it was kind of slow, maybe not as much uh, action as we were anticipating. Um, Delite really was just wasn't able to get in any uh, effective offense going, honestly. Like, Imovov was just super effective with um, everything that he was doing, his striking, his defense, not... Uh, allowing Delize to take it to the ground. Like, honestly, I thought it was just a, a pretty good performance for Imovov, but just a weird fight overall. Yeah, like a pretty good performance for Imovov. He did have a point taken away, um, I believe, for an eye poke. No. No, it was the illegal strike, right? Yeah. So yeah, the, the grounded. Yep. Yeah. It's... Yeah. I'm, I was just wrapped up thinking about all the eye pokes from mm -hmm. the card, but this yeah. one was a a legal strike. Yeah. Um, and Imovov did have a point deducted. I'm trying to remember what round it was in. I believe it was the fourth round. Yeah. So towards the end of the fight, I mean, they had been exchanging heavy at times and there was also times where there was nothing going on. And then I looked up and I saw this fucking head kick land. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know if that, that one seemed a little bit borderline to me. Yeah. It was another one of those situations where I think we've had it for like three cards in a row now, at least where it's like, this guy is, he's kind of just bent over. He's got his at least one or two hands on the mat, but kind of playing that game where it's like, Oh, it's down. It's not down. So the, the other fighter doesn't know if they can knee or kick the fighter. So, so yeah, like you said, Imovov throws a head kick and hits Delize with it. He had a hand down. Um, so the, uh, the ref paused the fight. Um, but again, it's, a, I don't want to keep harping on it, but it, you know, nobody knows the rules because there is no clear rule, uh, for this down fighter thing. So it, it, it's just really frustrating to watch just cause like nobody knows what the rules are. Every, uh, athletic commission has a different rule in, you know, different parts of the, the country or the world. Like it's just really frustrating, but, um, yeah, so he, he ends up having, a. A, a point taken but it was the fourth round he pretty much already had the fight in hand so it really didn't end up meaning much um but there were some really weird uh scorecards at the end of this fight i don't know if you heard what they were zach i did hear the cards and just something i wanted to mention prior to that is during the uh referee stoppage like where he took the point there was like an altercation going on in the corner of yes. the cage I, I I forgot to like write about this in my notes, but after landing that kick and her Herb like, you know, I'm happy he took the point, but before any of that happened, there was like an altercation, I guess, with like Chris Curtis. Yeah. And some other I watched I was watching a, a cornerman from Delizay's corner that wasn't Curtis. He was like punching the fucking cage yeah. or something, like trying to get at Imovov. Mm-hmm. And this is all just happening, like, during a referee stoppage due to a foul. Like, yeah, Delizze's corner was very upset, which is is understandable. You know, it, it was a pretty egregious foul. Well, again, we don't know if it was an egregious foul because we don't know the rule. But yeah. he got hit with a head kick clean. And if he was a down fighter, then it was it was egregious. But the, the thing for me is, and I'm glad you brought this up, Zach, it's like Chris Curtis is making this about himself in this situation because what else is new exactly exactly because like in their in their last fight like he fought him off and they had that uh no contest due to a clash of heads so like there was some bad blood there a little bit and and you know curtis gets in his feels a lot um but like dude this is not about you like your teammate is in the octagon like in the middle of a fight yeah fucking writhing in pain on, yeah. the, on the mat yeah like, and like he's trying to get in there it's like now is not the time chris curtis the, like oh, shit, i just stepped on a cord uh now is just not the time like this 
like, why are you making this about yourself? This is not about you, my guy. We're we're watching. You guys can't see this. We're watching the clip here. I just I. I really respect Herb Dean's cadence in this situation. Yeah. To just kind of take charge of what was going on because yeah, he got pissed. That was, and this was just such a fucking like weird thing to happen on a, just a weird night in general. Yeah. But, uh, and I, I you're talking about the scorecards. Do we happen to have those? Cause this was a, I mean, obviously with the point deduction, you're going to see some interesting. So I can tell you two of them off the top of my head. I'll see if I can find them. Uh, there was one 49, 44 in there, which is, I mean, honestly, understandable because you can give Imovov a 10-8 in that first round for the barrage he put on Delidze. Um, and then that would just be Imovov winning every round with the point deduction. So that's not like that's an understandable scorecard. There was one in the middle that was like probably like a 48-46 or something like that. I don't know. But then there was a 47-47. Like somebody scored this fight a draw. Like, how do you see this fight a draw? I don't know how they got there. Yeah, me either. At, at, at the time watching it, I was like, like when when the point deduction happened, I was like, I, I thought that Imovov was going to have to do more to secure a win, like with the point deduction. I But I still can't quite see like where the judges are, are at with that. It was a grueling main event, but it was not a good main event. Uh, no props to Imovov who gets his, you know, his first main event victory. Um, but it just felt like a, a really weird, really weird main event. Yeah. Not quite, um, as exciting as we were hoping. It for, wasn't, yeah, which, it wasn't which is, the showcase uh, you know, of talent. What, it is. what does that say? 48, 46. Yeah. Yeah. That's the other score scorecard 48, 46. So that would be three rounds to two for Imovov, uh, with the wait, hold on. No, I'm sorry. I'm reading that wrong. Uh, who who scored a draw? Ron McCarthy, right there. So Ron McCarthy scored the second and the fourth round for Delidze, and then the first, third, and fifth for Imovov with the point deduction. So that's how they got the uh, the draw. Sal D'Amato scored it 48-46. So that would be four rounds to one for Imovov with the point deduction. I read that wrong. Some of these judges are asleep at the motherfucking wheel. Yeah. Uh, it's just, it's interesting. I, I don't even know. Not much else to say about the main event other than, you know, congrats to Imovov on the victory. And, um, yeah, let's talk about this co-main event, the people's main event, which was largely a more entertaining fight than the main event. For the most part. Yeah, still not quite as exciting still as, weird. as we were expecting, which is unfortunate. But uh, uh, yeah, so we had uh, Hanato Moicano defeating Drew Dober by unanimous decision. Um, it was a very fun fight, like Zach said, because there were a, like long exchanges on the feet where they were kind of just throwing down, and that was really fun. Um, but the story of the fight is that Moicano was essentially able to take Dober down like at will. I think Dober had like one in the third round where he like reversed the takedown attempt and ended up on top. But other than that, Moicano was basically able to take him down whenever he wanted to. So he was just able to control the fight basically the entire time. Um, it got bloody at the end. Um, cause Dober opened up a cut on Moicano. I heard people saying that it was from a clash of heads, but I didn't see that. I thought it was a, a very clear elbow that, uh, opened up Moicano, but, uh, yeah, I mean, Dober had a chance to finish him, I think, early in the in the third, but he just wasn't able to. Moicano toughed it out, and uh, good performance from him. Moicano really showed, again, that he's found his weight class. We talked about it on fight night. He's yeah. found his weight class for one, and his ground control time is very impressive when he's in a position there. Yeah, he's it's, fantastic at 155. And, um, you know, fight goes the distance. Dober loves to bang. They went to war, but... Things got interesting once again when Moicano got on the mic. It's which seems to be a reoccurring theme here, Big Z is. Yeah. Hanato Moicano, when he wins a fight and has a microphone in his hands, shit just gets crazy. Yeah, I'm actually glad you said this because I actually haven't watched this yet. I'm gonna spring this on my producer right now, but we should see if we can find a video of this post fight interview because I have not seen this yet. You may have a better time trying to find it on YouTube. But you can try. If you want to try on Twitter, I would. Oh, here we go. 
Oh, I think we got it right here. Love in fucking America, you know? I'm not American, but I will be. My green card, green card is three years. In two years, I will be a fucking American. And after I'm done with fighting, I will serve on the police officer. I want to be a SWAT team, and I want to fucking kill the bad guys. <laughs> Make no mistake. That is right, and that is fucking wrong. And people are forgetting about that. Yo, DC's geeking out. People are crazy. That's why I, I want more kids. I want people to go to the church. They want people to respect the fucking law. Otherwise, this great country in the world is going to be a third world country. And I don't want to Respect the fucking law. Yo, but... Oh, that's not the whole they, thing. They, they missed. And I want you motherfuckers to fix it. Oh, yeah, that's not the whole thing. They, they goddamn, in, that, in the clip we just watched, yeah, they missed try, it. Try that one. Here we go. This might be the full one. Yeah, here we go. Can I talk to you a little bit? Yeah. My father is 62 years old and he had a baby yesterday. So, filha da puta. 62 anos botando o menino para jogo. Eu vou ter que ter outro filho. I'm telling you. Shout out Moicano's dad. What a dog. Taking an example from Pops. <laughs> all right, all right. I think we're good. I think we're good. Moicano and his father just trying to populate this fucking planet. Shout out to those guys. Yeah, so Get, Mo getting it in, they are doing it right. Moicano wins the fight. He, he gets the microphone. Yeah. He, Thank you for he's, that. He's talking about he's talking about how he's gonna go home and get his wife pregnant, which is always fantastic. Hilarious his in a post fight year old father just welcomed a child into the world. <laughs> Hanato Moicano at probably like I don't know, 32, 33 years old, just became an older brother. Legend. Like what the fuck? Absolute fucking legend. legend and then dude. and then he's like, when I'm done fighting, he's like, when I hang it up. I'm going to join a SWAT team, yeah, so and I'm going to kill the bad guy. I didn't hear about that part. Like, I heard about him talking about his dad, obviously, because, like, that was going to make the rounds. I did not hear him say that he wanted to be a fucking SWAT team member and kill bad guys. I've been so I excited to talk about this on the podcast. Too. That's and, like, fucking hilarious. The nine people that were at the UFC Apex were all like, yeah! <laughs> Yo, it was the so Apex, fucking funny. The Apex fucking loved that. Oh, my God, dude. That um, was fantastic. I don't even feel like we got off topic there because... Moicano on the mic is just such a wild, a yeah. wild thing in the sport. Moicano wants money. He wants money and he wants that microphone. Okay, so which is really why I don't understand his call out. If he wants money, why is he fighting Benil or why is he calling out Benil Dariush? Like it's a big fight if you want to like get to the title, but like that is not a money fight. He is Moicano is an incredibly talented fighter. To like, me, I want money. He might be I one want of to the fight Benil Dariush. He might be one of the most confusing fighters ever and he also like got on a live stream after his post-fight interview and oh, was yeah, like right. cussing out like you know mma twitter accounts yeah. and like youtubers and shit well it's just the fact that he was streaming live on youtube in the fucking ambulance on the way to the hospital after this fist fight yeah like 10 minutes after a bloodbath with with <laughs> drew dober and he's he's fucking talking shit i it, it dude, was something dude is else. A star. And that was that should have been the main event. I don't know how many times I have to hammer it that. It really point should have home. been. Could you imagine two more rounds of that fight? Jesus Christ. Yeah, that I would can. Have been awesome. And then two rest two less rounds of Delize and Imovov? Yeah, Jesus. every everybody would have been happy. That card would have been so much better. Everybody would have been happy. Oh my God. Um but good good for Moicano. Another oh, yeah. win in the column, and uh oh, yeah. you're a big brother, buddy. <laughs> like, shout out big bro Moicano. Shout out big bro Cano. <laughs> big bro Cano. I love it. All right. Next fight we've got on here is uh Randy Brown uh defeats Muslims Halakoff, the king of Kung Fu, by KO TKO in round one at uh three minutes seventeen seconds. Uh this was a nasty knockout, dude. And Big Z just saw it. Yeah. Just saw it for the first time, like yeah, listen, a few I, minutes ago. Yeah, I'm an old man, so we get past like nine o'clock at night. I'm gonna start to fall asleep on that fucking couch. We're gonna watch it again, but oh my god, the way <laughs> he just goes down so fast. It was like the follow up shot too, totally like, unnecessary, but like yeah, it was one of those weird. Like, I mean, you don't often see somebody get an angle like this on their opponent because, like, dude, like. 
Brown was literally to like to the side of Salikov and just punched him right in the like you don't see a fighter cut that kind of angle very often. Like that was real, real slick from, from Randy Brown. It was perfect. And yeah. thus far, I, it's probably the most violent knockout of the year so far. I, I, you know, it's February. It's, it's early to have the knockout of the year conversation, but it's definitely the most violent so far. Probably. I, I said it on the pod. I want Randy Brown to fucking have himself a KO rude boy came to play first round KO vicious knockout. Perfect timing, perfect accuracy. Like you said, it it's tough to cut an angle like that, like he did. And Salikov just went down. Yeah. And Brown followed it up with one follow-up shot that really put him out like he wasn't already. Mm-hmm. This might be one of the best stoppages I've ever seen from referee Kerry Hatley. <laughs> yeah, doesn't happen very often from uh from old Kerry. But um real quick, just because I'm I'm weird like that. Uh do you think that was more violent than uh, Ankalaya versus Walker too? Because that was pretty violent, dude. I Johnny, don't Walk- know. Johnny I, Walker always gets knocked out violently. It, yeah, you're right. It could be a recency bias thing. It, I kind of like a tiny bit, but uh, you know, ju- just a uh, th- thought. I'd throw that out there. Johnny Walker just falls debate. like a, a tree in the woods. I, I don't know. <laughs> Here we go. You can watch this one too. No, this is Paul Craig. Oh. It, he either, it doesn't matter. We don't, we don't need to watch it, but it's like, yeah, I, I would probably say that uncle Liev was a little bit more violent, but again, this doesn't fucking matter. We're just trying to kill some time because we don't want to talk about next week's card. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> but Zach the, didn't want to say it, but I'll, I'll be the downer. But That's it was, okay. we're trying to be positive on the show. Okay. It was, it was a great, it was a great fucking knockout by Randy Brown. Yeah. Great, and, great knockout. What, what's the what's the next fight on the card here? Uh, next one would be Natalia Silva defeating Viviani Araujo by unanimous decision. Um, not even trying to pat myself on the back. This this fight basically went exactly how I thought it would, and exactly how I like broke it down last week. Yeah, I think it was kind of easy to diagnose. Yeah, not it saying was, it was difficult, but it was yeah. a pretty good fight. Uh, no, very fun it was fight. A pre- it was a pretty fun fight. I love watching Natalia Silva. I do too. Yeah, but, no, she's she's great. Her stock better be on the rise a fucking thousand percent. I mean, if it wasn't before, which I think it was, I mean, it definitely is now because Araujo is a, de- a, a very very good win, and the way she looked in that fight too, like she 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 looked very very good in that fight, and a uh, and a. Well-deserved happy birthday wish to Natalia Silva as That's well. Right, who competed, yeah. and then a couple hours later, it was her birthday. So, could you imagine that uh, that post-fight interview in front of a crowd, like a packed arena? Yeah, like that's she, why we need crowds. She would have had that bitch fucking going. She's um, like, "Hi, everybody! It's my birthday!" And they'd be like, "Yeah, yeah!" And she's she's a gem. So, she's, love her. She's fun love on Natalia the mic. Silva. She's awesome in the cage. And like you said, dude, that fight went about how you thought it would. And yeah. that's, you know, nothing wrong with that. <laughs> we, hey. we, we we can have a little bit of accuracy once in a while. Hey, I actually know what I'm talking about sometimes. But uh, it was it was definitely a fun fight. Probably one of the more exciting, like, through and through fights on the card. There's some good finishes to talk about. But yeah. I definitely feel like overall it's one of the better fights on the card. Absolutely. I'll uh, I'll breeze over this next one because it's not worth talking about. We had a uh, an 11 second no contest or no technically a no decision. No a no decision via eye poke. Yeah, the we, night of the eye pokes continues. Yeah, exactly. We don't know quite what the difference is between a no contest and a no, and a no decision. It doesn't really matter, but um, yeah. Uh, I believe it was Alyaskov Kizriev who eye poked Mahmoud Muradov. Uh, 11 seconds into the fight, basically like literally on the first exchange. Uh, Kizriev just kind of threw out a hand and poked, like poked him really bad. Like it was, it was, it was really bad. Um, Muradov was in a lot of pain. Uh, it was found that he couldn't continue. It um, was one of those deals where as soon as you saw the fight pause, you kind of had a feeling it was going to get stopped. Yeah. It, it was, was just like a, a vicious eye poke. Yeah. Like you could see even in real time, you could like, Oh, that was really bad. And then the way Muradov went down, like it was, it was really bad. Um, he was obviously super upset because he wanted to keep fighting, but like his eye was like swollen shut. He could not like, we're looking at it right now. Oh, was, so it's, it looks nasty. like it was Muradov who actually eye poked him. No. Cause that's Muradov who just got eye poked. He's in the, he's in the blue. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, we the, see the, Herb, the, Herb's waving it off and 
uh, Muradov is super pissed because he wanted to keep fighting, but he literally had one eye to work with. So I think it was by it was the like by salvage. the advice of the doctor too. Yeah. Like they were just like, yeah, he's not gonna be able to. Yeah, no, they brought the doctor in, and he was like, yeah, no, he can't keep fighting, and uh, so Herb waved it off, which is unfortunate. But we shouldn't spend any more time on this. <laughs> the fight was eleven seconds. Uh, next one. Uh, is I believe this is the main card opener. Uh, we've got Charles Radke defeating Gilbert Urbina by KOTKO in round one at 447. Uh, this was a nasty left hook that like ultimately was like kind of started the end of the fight. He had hit him with it a couple of times earlier in the fight, but like this one that put him down was nasty, dude. Yeah, the one that put him down was nasty. And like you said, he got dropped right before that. Yeah. Uh, Urbina looked like looks like a lost dog out there like once he got hit and dropped I I knew things were getting ugly and then Radke landed the same punch again and just fucking essentially put his lights out yeah I don't you don't know if it was like KO but you know he 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 had Urbina in a lot of trouble and he oh, capitalized yeah. on it yep um Radke didn't say anything controversial really post nope. fight which is good yeah um yeah that- I, I was hoping we wouldn't I was hoping that we could keep our our post-fight, you know, um, interviews positive. Yeah. Like, it was cool to talk about the Moicano one. I didn't want to have to get on the mic today and be like, wow, Charles Radke's kind of wild. He dropped another gay slur. He he dropped another slur. Like, I don't don't (laughs) want to have that conversation. So... Shout out to Ugh. no, I'm not even gonna shout him out <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> for putting in the bare minimum to not say anything offensive. Um, yeah, so that was the main card opener. So uh, we can just kind of highlight a couple of a uh, couple of prelims. Uh, prelim main event: uh, Molly McCann uh, submits Diana Belbita uh, with a buzzer beater. One second left in the uh, in the first round. Submits her with an armbar, and it was a fucking rude armbar it was nasty it was mean and belbita like laying down on her back wincing screaming in pain yeah. you knew it was one of those armbars where she fucked her up oh yeah it, w- it was literally one of those armbars that's exactly what i was gonna say like leaving your opponent writhing on the ground in pain holding their elbow it's disgusting but it's always fun to watch fucking nasty like, dude molly mccann by submission is not something i would have picked up on but, <laughs> no but I will give her this. That is yet another performance bonus and a big one. She she's a fight finisher. She is that was a a really skilled armbar. Grabbed it at the buzzer. Everybody loves a buzzer beater finish. And wow, that was just a disgusting technique. Yeah, I've never been the biggest fan of Molly McCann, but obviously you know the UFC likes her. Um and she honestly looks really good at uh 115. I believe this was her first fight at 115. So good for her, man. Shout out Molly. Oh yeah, I Molly. didn't realize the fight was at 115. I did not know that at all. Yeah. Yeah, that was uh Molly's first fight at Strawweight, I think. But uh yeah, good for Molly. Um next one, uh Themba Garimbo defeats Pete Rodriguez by KOTKO. I'm gonna call this one a KO because he put his fucking lights out. Yeah, this was vicious. Yeah, 32 seconds of round one. I mean I think it was an overhand right or maybe just a straight right hand that just planted Pete Rodriguez. Just fucking nasty. The, the uh, Femba Garimbo the fans are going to be very happy. And that was a sick you mean knockout. The rock? Yeah, I do mean the rock. But that was that was a violent knockout. And it was one of the better prelim performances as well. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we're going to watch it here yep. real quick. This is it. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was kind of like an overhand right, but a short one that caught Rodriguez like right on the temple. And he like it was one of those ones where like his knees gave out immediately and he'd like dropped like a sack of potatoes. Like it was basically over as soon as the punch landed. Pretty good night for Herb Dean. Yeah. No, honestly, Herb did have a pretty good night. Like um, just watching, you know. And like we talked about in the main event, too, the way he had to take control of that. He had a couple very good stoppages. Mm-hmm. You love to see it. Love to see when he's, you know, keen and not 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 aging in the octagon. Yeah, yeah absolutely. N- it is nice not an him, easy uh, job. Paying attention. It's not <laughs> an easy job. It is no. fucking not at all. It's just sometimes referees go through patches where they are not doing it very well. Yeah. Yeah. So shout out Herb. He had a good night. Um, last prelim I want to highlight. Um, Luana Carolina 
defeats uh, Yulia Stolyarenko by uh, TKO at 4.52 of round three, so eight seconds left. Almost a, uh, a buzzer beater herself, but um, it was kind of a back-and-forth fight um, in the first two rounds. I think Stolyarenko was kind of getting the better of her, was able to take her down a little bit, control her. Um, but she gassed so hard in that third round, and uh, Carolina took advantage. She she got on top and uh, just finished her with grounded bound. Just just continuously nasty. And like you said, almost the second buzzer beater. Would have been cool. Would have been fun. Not a lot else to say. Nope. I am uh, I'm tapped out for this card. That's all I got. Yeah, that card was not a breath of fresh air. Nope. This week's card isn't going to be either, unfortunately. We'll do our best. We'll do our best. We're trying, people. We, we really are. All right. That was the recap. We've got the review UFC on Vegas or yeah. UFC Vegas 86. Another middleweight main event. Big Z. This time we have Jack Hermanson taking on Joe Pfeiffer. I can't believe this fight is a main event, man. Honestly, I mean, it's, yeah. a, it's the apex so they can, they can do whatever they want for a main event, but like, and it's honestly like really a really Joe Pfeiffer. It's a really cool fight, but Dana just, Dana just wants to, Give a little smoochie to Joe Pfeiffer. Dana fucking loves Joe Pfeiffer, and I don't quite understand it. Yeah, like, Joe Pfeiffer is talented, and uh, but Dana is riding him into the sun. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I mean, he's got some promise, but yeah. I I could see this fight going a couple of different ways. Um, I guess it's as good as you're going to get for an Apex main event right now. Honestly, this is another one of those deals where the co-main could be better. Real quick, the fact that we're like, and I agree with you, this is a, I mean, this is about average, like, UFC Apex main event. Like, dude, that's fucking brutal, dude. Like, the fact that we're even talking about this as like, oh, yeah, this is just like a normal main event, that's that's tough. And second week in a row where we're looking at the co-main and going, well, maybe that you know yeah but this fight this is a a middleweight main event um both guys are finishers yeah hermanson i think can win this fight on experience alone it i'm not quite sure how to break this one down yeah so uh hermanson is 35 uh pfeiffer is 27 hermanson is 23 and 8 uh pfeiffer is 12 and 2 so yeah like you said uh a lot lot more experience on the side of Hermanson. Um, so he definitely think he should use that to his advantage. Um, I think he's got a clear advantage on the ground. If he can take it there. Um, I do think Piper is kind of hard to take down. Um, and if it, if this is a strictly standing fight, I actually do think Piper probably wins it because Hermanson can be tricky on the feet, but he's not very effective. Um, doesn't have the best chin. And I feel like, cause he got dropped by like Marvin Vittori, but like, yeah, so, like, if Pfeiffer lands a good shot, like, Hermanson's going to be in fucking trouble. So, he needs to take this to the ground early and take it to the ground often, in my opinion, and try and get Pfeiffer out of there. I don't know if you got any more for me. Nope. All right, that's fair. <laughs> Co-main event. Co-main event. Let's do it. Uh, this is a bit of a late replacement. Uh, we got uh, men's featherweight Dan Ige versus Andre Feely. Uh, this was originally supposed to be Dan Ige versus Lerone Murphy, which is a fantastic fight. This isn't... On it, this is a really good fight too. Honestly, um, you could argue it should be the main event. Um, yeah, Danny Gate number thirteen in the rankings. Feely is unranked. Uh, let's see, Danny Gay is seventeen and seven, and then Feely is twenty three and ten. Um, yeah, both guys are like pretty well rounded. Do more of their better work on the feet, but pretty well rounded. Um, I'm just expecting action out of this fight, Zach. This should be a war, and I think there's a really good chance someone gets knocked out cold because both guys have proven time and time again that not only are they ready for a barn burner, but they have absolute knockout power. Um, Like, for the smaller weight classes, they really do. Andre Feely has come on recently, too. I think, you know, he had a little bit of a setback, but his most recent fight was, was impressive. And... As for Ige, he's kind of been leveling people left and right for a couple of years now. He just can't quite figure out his way through these rankings. But I feel like this is a very good fight to see where both fighters are at right now. Yeah, both guys are super talented, but like kind of just streaky fighters. Like 
That's, a, that's of, exactly the right word. They like win a couple, lose one, lose two, and kind of get back on track. It's just, it's unfortunate because like I said, they're both really talented. Uh, I do like, especially Ige, I feel like he could actually make a run and kind of get up those rankings. But like, yeah, it's just unfortunate. Like, cause both guys are really good, really fun to watch, but sometimes they kind of just catch the wrong matchup at the wrong time and um, just suffer that setback. And they've, it's happened both guys a couple of times and it's an, it's sad to see sometimes but I, again i still really love this fight was uh was ige's most recent fight was that bryce mitchell uh yes the one the one where bryce wanted to say a prayer with him in the octagon yes that is correct yeah, one remarkable. of the worst uh post fight uh octagon interviews of all time correct <laughs> yeah and that fight sucked too honestly <laughs> uh yeah <laughs> here we are here we are trashing the fighters and the Dude, sport we, we love. So positive today. Oh, it's challenging. It's <laughs> challenging. All right. Uh, you want to move on, or do you got any more for the co-main event? Not much else, but I just think that'll be one of the best fights on the whole card. Ega versus Feely. Bookmark it. They're gonna go to war next week. Yeah, love that fight. Uh, next one we've got a middleweight bout. Um, Albert Dariah versus Robert. Uh, Burchek, Brychek, not quite sure how to pronounce that. Um, Dude's name he, is Ballsack. Yeah, he must be a newcomer because he does not have a picture on the UFC website. Um, so I literally don't know anything about this guy. I've never heard of him. Um, but Duraev is a pretty promising um, prospect. Love that alliteration. Um, pretty promising prospect from um, UFC Contender Series. Um, so I expect him to win, but that's about all I got for this one. Oh my god, a fight we're excited about. In the middle of the card <laughs> at 185. This fight is we've awesome. got Brad Tavares taking on Gregory Robocop Rodriguez. Robocop. AKA G Rod. AKA Sick Nasty. I'm fucking dude, I'm I'm <laughs> AKA <hyped>. Sick Nasty. <laughs> I'm hyped for this fight. No, this I'm fight totally fucking excited rules. for this fight. No, this this fight is awesome. Uh Gregory Rodriguez is like a world champion uh, jujitsu practitioner, but like doesn't do that at all. He just comes to fucking fight and just punch me, punch people in the face. So I really appreciate him for that, honestly. Um, but yeah, he is just guaranteed fun and action every time he fights. So put anybody you want in front of him. It's going to be fucking fun. So he, I'm excited. he's also just really goofy. Yeah. And it's great. It's great for us. It's great for everybody. I'm fucking I'm ecstatic about this fight, to be honest. Like when Gregory Rodriguez steps into the cage, the I my I am full fan club for G Rod. Oh, yeah. oh fuck yeah, dude! Fun, f very fun middleweight fight. May maybe better than the main event. Who fucking knows? Oh, it's absolutely Who better than the main knows? event. Speaking of, uh, we got to do a pred uh, prediction for the main event real quick. Uh, I'm gonna take Pfeiffer by TKO. What do you got? I got Hermanson by decision if Pfeiffer doesn't stop him on the feet. Okay, fair enough. Uh, all right, next fight. Uh, men's lightweight, Michael Johnson versus Darius Flowers. Um, Zach, are you familiar with Darius Flowers? Because I am not. No, I am not. That's fair. I am not. That's okay. We should, we should be doing our research ahead of time, but some weeks is is, is easier, some weeks yeah. is hard. Yeah. That's okay. I'm not really worried about it. But it's a Michael Johnson fight. <laughs> no, Michael Johnson. Long-time John UFC fighter Michael Johnson, who has probably fought in the UFC for 300,000 years. Yeah, M Michael Johnson is fun to watch. He he, he brings the action a lot. Um, Darius Flowers, um, his previous fight was against Jake Matthews at welterweight. Uh, now we're coming down to uh, lightweight. So I'm going to assume that Matthews' fight was his UFC debut, probably a short notice fight. He just fought at 170, and his, his natural weight class is 155. Um but yeah, uh, let's see. Michael Johnson is 22 and 19. That's uh, that's tough. I did not realize that. What a record. Um, but he's coming off of that brutal knockout loss to uh, Carlos Diego Fajeda. You remember that one? I do. Yeah, it's like it was weird because it was like identical to the the Josh Emmett knockout that he suffered. It was disgusting. And I'm not trying to like, uh, you know, disrespect Michael Johnson or anything. It's just ironic. But um, yeah, that's about all I, all I got for this fight. I think it'll be fun. 22 and 19. I, I feel like we've it's a tough record. We've dude. not done a like weird or bad fighter record in a couple weeks, but yeah, if we had done our due diligence, if we had done one, you know, if we okay. had done one, it'd pro probably be Michael Johnson. Probably right Michael there. Johnson. Yeah, that's um, you don't see very many fighters in the UFC with that many fights with close to a 500 record. Like you'll see it with a guy that's had like 
11 or 12 fights and they're like, you know, seven and four or, you know, six and five, something like that. Like that's. Yeah, you, you always see like a six and six. Yeah, but you, you don't know. you don't often see somebody in the UFC that has forty fights and is like almost five hundred. That's kind of rare. But For the love of the Johnson. game, shout out Michael Johnson. Uh, next one, we got another middleweight fight. Jesus, there are so many middleweight fights on this card. Uh, Hadolfo Vieira versus Armin Petrosian. Um, this is a classic striker versus grappler matchup. Uh, Hadolfo Vieira is a, a world champion uh, jujitsu practitioner. Doesn't do much striking on the feet at all. Uh, and then Armin Petrosian is a like a world-class kickboxer. I think he's he came over from glory, but I can't say that for certain. Do I see nine and two versus nine and two? You do. We do got in fact see nine and two versus nine and two. Someone's nine and two has got to go. <laughs> I hate that so much. <laughs> it's so fucking stupid. Oh god, this is fucking good. But um, I, I I there's something that just geeks me out in a good way about Whenever there's a fighter facing another fighter with the exact same record. I don't know. It just kind of fucking rattles me up. Yeah, it's kind of funny. And it's like, not that nine and two is a funny record, but it's kind of a funny record. I don't know why you look at it and it's like two nine and two fighters in the UFC going against each other. It's just kind of funny. I don't know why. Um, but I mean, I don't know about you, Zach, but this fight is guaranteed weirdness. Yeah, I don't know it- what's going to happen, <laughs> but something weird is going to happen in this fight. We're, we're, we're hoping for the best, right? <laughs> we're hoping for the best. Always hoping Try, for the best. Trying to shine a positive light on it after all of the shit talking we've been doing for however long at this point. But yeah, hopefully they prove us wrong and like put on some banger fights on Saturday because I would love that. Yeah, for sure. Like I would love to have a podcast to be. Well, I'm, I'm always excited for the pod, but I would love to be talking about fights in the best light. Yeah, totally. Because, yeah. you know, I don't want to talk about. I'm call. I am officially calling out every fighter on the roster. <laughs> I am do not want to continue to talk about eye pokes, nut shots. I, I, I don't even know. I don't even know. Making kicks fun. Kicks and knees to the head of a grand opponent. Making fun, boys and girls, because we are paying for this product. Please, for the love of God. We want to see the good fucking fights. Yeah. So that was the that was the last fight on the main card. Uh, I'll breeze through some of these prelims that like. If any of them seem interesting. Um, first one I'm going to bring up is just kind of funny. We've got Demir Hadzovic versus somebody named Balaji Oki. Uh, I'm not f- really familiar with who that is, but Demir Hadzovic has a little bit of a um, connection to Hanada Moikano. And any chance I get to talk about Moikano, I'm going to take. Oh my God, I think I remember that. Yeah. So if anybody remembers this, uh, a few years ago, Hanada Moikano fought Demir Hadzovic. It might have been his first fight at, at Lightweight. Um, they had like a little bit of like animosity going into the fight. Not that they like actually disliked each other, but they're both just kind of like those guys that like want to beef with their opponent beforehand. So anyway, the fight takes place. I think Moicano submits him like in the first round, like kind of early. And then Moicano's like yelling at him and stuff like that. And so then they're standing in the octagon. Bruce is about to announce the winner. And (laughs) these guys have maybe one of the funniest exchanges I've ever seen between two fighters who have just engaged in a fist fight like moicano was like yelling at him he's like i wanted to fight for longer i wanted to fight for longer and hadzovich just goes well you shouldn't have fucking submitted me man (laughs) i'm so glad we get to talk about this because like just moicano like i said he's wild he's off the chain and like his post fight interact. Like it was so weird. They were hugging each other, but right before that, they were screaming at each other from across the octagon. Like, it was so fucking funny. The, bro. the Hadzovic and Moicano connection is way more important than the actual fight. Oh yeah, Hadzovich. totally. Yeah. There was no way I was not going to bring this up uh, because that was great. And that was even before like money. Moicano was a thing. We should have known just from that, that he was going to be a fucking star. Moicano wants money. He wants fucking money and he wants some longer fights. God damn it. Um, all right. Next up, uh, welterweight bout. This one should actually be really fun. I'm, I'm kind of excited. Uh, Max Griffin versus Jeremiah Wells. I didn't even know this fight was happening, but I actually really like this fight. This Max should be pain. This should be chaos for however long it lasts. These guys are going to throw the fuck down. Fuck. Yeah. Uh, I can't believe you skipped over Marcine Pracnio versus Devin Brown Bear Clark. As a Polak, I felt a little ashamed skipping this fight, but at the same time, I just don't care. <laughs> that is fair. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, let's see. 
Nothing else like really interesting, like matchup wise. I will say uh Melsic Bagdasarian is on this fight and he's a uh, he's kind of a promising uh fighter that people are kind of looking out for. So that that one that one's one to watch. And then uh at Bantamweight, uh Orichi Lang, the Chinese fighter, he's very fun to watch. So, you know, if if you guys want to tune in early for a couple of uh maybe squash matches. Oh wait, actually no, Daniel Marcos is like a huge favorite over Orichi Lang. That's kind of weird. Um, what do I know? Uh, either way, a couple of fun fights to start off the prelims, but, um, I don't know. That's about all I got for this card, Zach. All we have to do is get through this card and then we have UFC 298 and officially we have, I think 10 or 11 weeks of fights in a row. Yeah. It's one of those stretches, as yes. Brendan Fitzgerald would remind us. Yes, this past Saturday was the first of 11 straight weeks of fights. So, hey. There's going to be a lot of starchings to talk about. There's going to be a lot dude. of fights to talk fucking about. Fucking hopefully a lot of people get starched. Because if I got to watch a fucking 15-minute decision, I'm going to lose my mind for 11 straight fucking weeks. 11 weeks of starching and mind losing. Do we have anything else to talk about today? No, but like I wish we had something positive to go out on because this was a downer fucking episode, dude. It it had to be that way. <laughs> the look, UFC needs to know that we are disappointed. We, Us and our, you know, few dozen listeners we have are been watching very, very disappointed. Every single fight card together f- since 2017. And it, it, sometimes, man, the product just doesn't deliver like it once did. It's only getting worse. And I hate to say it because I still love it. But because, like, I don't know, the, the pay-per-views are still fun. Like, we'll we'll talk about 298, 299, 300. Those cards are all fucking great. But, but when, the, when, the good stuff, when the good stuff happens in MMA, it makes all of the rest of it worth it. And I yes. truly believe that. Yeah. And sometimes you go long stretches where, like, you don't you don't leave with a satisfied feeling like there are going to be fight nights that just don't make you happy. Mm-hmm. Like, but there are going to be events where you leave, you know, wondering why you ever had any questions against the sport, but it's a weird sport. Like we're, we're always going to find cards that have weird shit happen. We're always going to have cards that are really good too. So we're hoping that, in the coming weeks, we get some more of these good cards. We've got three huge pay-per-views in front of us, and there's going to be a lot to talk about. Yes, sir. And just to end on something positive, uh, we love MMA. Obviously, we do. We love MMA. We love talking about MMA. We love talking to you guys about MMA. And we are super appreciative of everybody that listens to this show. We love you guys, and have a good one. Yeah, and we're allowed to talk shit because we've been watching for long enough. We're not filthy casuals. That is correct. Enjoy the fights. Hermanson versus Pfeiffer this week on ESPN+. And uh, everyone stay out of trouble. Bye.